Boom Blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the East End of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. Go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Go check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto, or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointment now. I mean, I, I stumbled out of the blocks there, I guess kind of like how the Raptors bench stumbled out of the blocks, but Raptors fall 107-95 to the Houston Rockets, James Harden and company, as the Rockets win their sixth in a row, James Harden continues to score at a crazy pace. He came into this game with 100 points in his last two. Started off slow, and then you look up at the end of the game, you watch him kill it in crunch time, and at the end of the day, he has 35 points. Just kind of seems to be how James Harden's season is going, right? Again, Rockets win. They sweep the season series against the Toronto Raptors. They've won both games this year. Again, 107.95 as the Raptors lose. Thank you for joining me once again on the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. Shouts to the people that are following us right now live on Twitter at Shell Alexander. And just click on the Periscope link. You will end up in the chat. Send your comments there. We'll go through. Lots to talk about here. And same thing for the people following us live on Instagram. Shout to you guys as well, at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, if you're listening the next day, huge shouts to those people on the podcast, the podcast crew on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and of course on YouTube. Really appreciate you guys as well. But let's get to all of this right now. People are fired up. People are fired up about this loss. And you know what? I see comments filtering in, and I'm going to I'm gonna just go on a little spiel first before we get to this, but that, that Toronto Raptors game, that was a bad game. Not a good look from the Toronto Raptors. And the thing is, you know, I'll be honest, Serge Ibaka struggled in the first half. The Raptors looked sluggish in the first half. And my whole thing was, hey, the best the Raptors offense has looked in the last little while was with Gasol in the starting lineup. And I was wrong. Serge Ibaka came out in the third quarter, and Serge Ibaka really led this Raptors comeback. Nobody on the Raptors other than Kawhi Leonard played well in the first half. Raptors really struggled. They had nothing going in the first half at all. Raptors started out, I mean, right off the bat, they started off 1 of 5. Meanwhile, you had Kawhi, who started off 4 of 8 for the Raps. They started off, like, they, they didn't start well at all. The bench kind of came in. The bench didn't have it going at all either. Rockets went on another major run. They went on a 12-0 run in the second quarter. Harden was, wasn't even really doing much. And if you're honest about it, when Harden was on the bench, that's when the Rockets' run really started. And the Rockets continued to, to just up the lead. And Nick Nurse had the bench, finally called timeout. But at, by that point, it was 42-23. And the Rockets were outscoring the Raps at one point, 17-0 in points off turnovers and 18-3 in terms of three-pointers. If you think about it, that trend continued into the second half. 
minus a crazy burst that the Raptors had to come back and in fact take the lead. The Rockets pretty much dominated this game outside of the third quarter. The Toronto Raptors, here's the thing. We've been talking about it for a while, the fact that the bench continues to be an issue. And of course, it's because obviously trades, obviously there's injuries, there's different reasons as to why the bench, there's been so much turnover with the bench this season. But the point remains the same, and we've been talking about this for a while. The full bench unit. Nick Nurse kind of got caught in this game because, I mean, I think it was more what happened in the first half with the bench because the second half, he rode his starters for the majority of the third quarter. The starters were playing well. The starters brought the team back. And then at some point, you have to go to the bench. Like, he had no choice. And I think in both instances, more so with the second run with the bench in the fourth quarter, the timeout came one play too late. And I could say the same thing about the first time the starters came in as well, or the sorry, the bench guys came in as well. It just wasn't a good look. And everyone was sloppy in the first half. Raptors had 11 turnovers in the first half, and that led to major points from the Rockets. The Rockets, meanwhile, it wasn't even James Harden doing the damage. When you look at the box score for the Houston Rockets, early, what kept them in this game was the bench. You had Gerald Green and Austin Rivers combining to go. 10 of 16 from the floor or 7 of 11 from 3. When you're getting 18 points from Gerald Green, 13 points from Austin Rivers, that's not a good look for the Raptors bench. Not a good game for the Raptors bench at all. Jeremy Lin looked completely lost. That was not a good game for Lin Sanity. OG was okay. Norm was kind of out of control, making some poor decisions. And it just wasn't a good look at all for the Raptors bench. And if you're telling me that you're going to hold James Harden in the first half, first off, Chris Paul won for 10 in this game for five points. If you're going to tell me that Chris Paul is going to shoot that poorly, you're also going to tell me that for the majority of the game, James Harden was shooting a terrible, and I do mean terrible percentage. James Harden wasn't doing it as well for most of the game. And the Raptors were still, in spite of all that, found themselves in the lead to start the fourth quarter. But again, the problem here, the bench. The fact that you can come back from 22 points down and then lead by two to start the fourth quarter. And the Raptors started in the fourth. They started Gasol, Siakam, OG, Norm, Lynn, and McCaw. And that lineup just didn't happen. I thought... In that instance where things were, weren't going well, Siakam was hot. Siakam was cooking in the third quarter. I think he had 13 third quarter points. The offense there has to go through Siakam or just dump it down and let Gasol get some post runs. And that's not what happened. Jeremy Lin turned over the ball. He got blocked a couple times. That led to a quick 11-2 Houston run in the first two and a half minutes. And the bench unit at that point was minus 18. It's not that, like, you're just putting your starters in another position where they just came back from 22 points down. And now by the time you bring back Kyle and Kawhi again, it's another deficit that they got to come back from. And I mentioned Kawhi had a solid game. He started off four or five, but there was a run in the middle where he went one for his next 10. That didn't help. And I know the shooting numbers look bad, but there were some positive things that happened within that run. 
you had Kawhi Leonard doing a very good job, I thought anyways, of finding Siakam. He was finding other guys. Danny Green hit a couple big threes in that comeback. Siakam and Serge, though, for as inactive as the Raptors looked in the first half, and by inactive I mean the Rockets were getting all kinds of offensive rebounds or getting every single loose ball. They just seemed to be quicker two things in this entire game. But in that third quarter, Siakam and Serge were the energy guys. They gave the Raptors the energy and the boost they needed to make that comeback. But in the end, it just wasn't too much. It wasn't enough, sorry. In the end, it was too much, is what I meant to say. The Rockets just had too much for the Raptors tonight, and it was too much of a burden on the starters. And by the starters, I mean Siakam played well. Mentioned Ibaka had a monster game. Ibaka with 10 points and 15 rebounds. Also had five blocks. Five blocks from Serge. Massive game. That third quarter run, Serge also had four blocks. Like, that's just crazy from Serge. Kyle Lowry shooting, he struggled in this game. He was 0 for 5 from 3. 4 of 16 from Lowry. He only had 8 points, 6 assists. Didn't shoot the ball well at all. Danny Green was 4 of 13 from 3, and there was a run where Danny Green had some chances to knock down some threes to cut the lead into single digits, and he missed a couple in a row. And it just, it was too many hurdles for the Raptors to come back from. But the glaring problem was the bench. And it's a theme that we've been talking about for a while. Got to figure out a way to either sub your starters earlier in the game so that you have two of... Kyle and Kawhi, two of Kyle, Kawhi, and Pascal on the floor at all times. Got to figure out a way to sub your bench unit so that you have some kind of rotation to where you have multiple playmakers on the floor. Because if you're getting nothing from Jeremy Lin, and you're getting nothing from Norm Powell, those guys are supposed to be your playmakers off the bench. Now, Gasol didn't really play that well. He had eight points in this game, but, I mean, with how bad the bench was playing... I mean, he only got five shots in this game. Three of five from the floor, but not really much going on with Gasol there. And credit to Serge Ibaka, because this isn't a matter of, you know, should Gasol play instead of Serge? Because Serge showed that his energy that he brought to this game was incredible, especially in that third quarter. But that is something I feel that can translate with the bench as well, because it's just energy. Gasol, to me, when you have him with the starters, it just adds another playmaker that if Kyle Lowry's shot isn't falling, maybe Gasol can get him an easier basket. Same thing goes for Danny Green. Same thing obviously goes for Kawhi and Siakam as well. But end of the day, the Raptors did a good job on James Harden early. And the difference between good and great is great players forget about what kind of shooting night they have. And at the end... They could put it away, and James Harden just came out, and he was just getting buckets late. That's what happened in this game. That's what happened. The Rockets bench, their supporting cast, their, well, their bench for real, between Gerald Green, Austin Rivers, and even Eric Gordon, kept the game within striking distance. They, I mean, they broke. They gave up the lead. They gave up a 22-point lead, but it was still within striking distance, and when it was time for James Harden to do what James Harden does, he banged in a couple threes, and it was lights out for the Raps. But there's tons of comments here, so let me get to the comments because I know people got a lot to say in this game. And someone says, uh, my guy C. Brown on Twitter says, first off, 
Norm has zero game awareness. Secondly, I think it's time for Nurse to start shortening up the bench. I kind of find I kind of find that with the bench, what's happening now, you got to figure out who your guys are come playoff time, right? Because you're going to only play eight guys, and you got to figure out who those eight guys are. Norm and OG were guys that no matter what, you figured if this team is going to be successful, they would have to be key contributors. The way that this team is currently constituted, though, I don't even think that's the case. So I'm starting to think that once you realize that Lynn doesn't have it, go to McCaw. Once you realize that, you know, OG or Norm don't have it, you got to switch things up. But at the same time, you know, there's, there's a fine line because what are another thing we always talk about all the time is that this is the regular season. So you got to play things out sometimes to figure out who can, who can work their way out of a tough night. Norm strikes me to be one of those guys where you can tell early if he has it or not. It's very rare that Norm's going to struggle early on and then in his second appearance really be, you know, getting buckets the second time around in his minutes. You can tell early if he has it. But what was Nurse going to do? You couldn't play the starters much longer. They played pretty much the whole third quarter. They keyed that whole comeback, and you had to go to the bench. You had to. If At best, I say maybe he called the timeout. Should have called the timeout after Lynn got stripped and Nene got the breakaway dunk. Probably should have called the timeout then. Next possession, Raptors missed again. Back down the floor, I think it was P.J. Tucker hit a three. And then the timeout was called. Either way, I just find that the Raptors bench, you need to figure out who your eight guys are. Not only for just this regular season, but for the playoffs. you got to know who the guys are that you can go to. And we mentioned it last game because this is back-to-back tough games for Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin, I think the way that things started, you know, you come into a different situation and you're running off adrenaline. You don't really know the plays. You don't really know your teammates. But you're doing a lot of basic things just off adrenaline, and it it worked for him, right? Things looked really smooth, probably way too smooth. But if you look at Jeremy Lin's last two games, he's one for 13 from the floor for three points. Again, one for 13 from the floor for three points in his last two games. That's not enough. And I know we're talking about missing Fred Van Fleet, but Fred's also been up and down this season too. Yes, Freddie was playing better as of late, but at the same time, Freddie was still up and down throughout this season. So it's not a given to me anyways that, yes, Fred Van Fleet would be doing way, way better than you know what we're seeing right now. You hope so. That's the hope. But we don't really know. Norman Powell, he had a good game last game. Didn't really show out this time at all. And it wasn't a good look for Norm. I just wonder how you divide up the minutes amongst your starters. That's going to be the key for Nick Nurse going forward. How can you figure that out? Because it was tough. In a game like this where Danny Green's tasked with guarding James Harden. And again, I thought he did a really good job for the majority of the game. Same with OG. Not even a knock OG. OG only had three points in this game, but I don't think that matters because there's certain games where you get the tough assignment and now your focus shifts. So if you're Danny Green and you're OG, it's almost on you that the main focus, your main goal 
isn't really the offensive end. Your main goal is to try to slow down James Harden. And I'm saying slow down because it's it's rare for you to stop James Harden. But at the end of the day, Harden started this game 6 for 21. 6 for 21, James Harden started this game. And then the thing is, it just comes to me, it, it looks like James Harden, it's like once he went to the bench, the other issue here was Harden had four fouls pretty early and D'Antoni let him ride it out. And that was kind of where the matchup went towards the Raps because the Raps, credit to them, they just let Siakam abuse Harden because they thought they could hide Harden on Siakam. Raptors took advantage. That's kind of where the run started coming along. But Harden managed to finish out the game despite the fact he had four fouls super early on. That's kind of a tough break. You kind of let them off the hook there. And I mentioned Harden starting 6-for-21. Well, he finished 6-for-9. That's what great players do down the stretch. And, hey, Kawhi Leonard, as I said, he had a middle portion of this game where he didn't shoot well at all. But, again, you look at the end and box score 10-for-22 for 26 points. Not far off his, his, his totals of norm, right? His normal totals. So... It's just a weird game where the middle part, you need your supporting cast in certain instances. Kyle Lowry went out there, played 42 minutes, 38 minutes from Siakam, 36 from Kawhi. It's just not a good look for the Raptors how that game went. Uh, but let's get to more comments because I know people got a lot to say here. Uh, someone says, love listening to your pro your podcast. Show so positive even with any tough loss. Um. The reality is losses happen throughout the season, right? You're not going to win 82 games in a regular season. So even in a loss like this, it wasn't a good loss. The team didn't play well. I think the mistakes are glaring in terms of the bench. The bench really didn't play well at all. And it's kind of just that simple, right? Like there's nothing really to dwell on or to like be, be rattled about because I feel like you know that the Raptors have enough depth that they will figure this out that the bench will not be that much of an issue because you're going to just play your starters 35-plus minutes come playoff time anyways. You're going to go, what, three guys off the bench? And if you think about it, one of those three guys is going to be either Serge or Gasol. And then you're talking, you know, maybe you go three or four. So, like, the next people off the bench, it's going to be one of Norm and Jeremy Lin, maybe one of Norm or one of... uh OG and Norm, pardon me, or Fred Van Fleet and Jeremy Lin. Like, you're going to have some combination of those dudes playing off your bench. And so, I think that's a deep enough bench that the Raptors will be in, in a good position. It's just a matter of figuring out, how are you going to play those five? Is it going to be Danny Green? Are you going to keep Danny Green and Kawhi on with three bench guys? Or, do you know what I mean? Is it going to be Kyle and, and Sir and, uh, Kyle and Pascal with your bench guys, that's kind of what Nurse has to figure out over the next little while. Because the bench as a full unit, even four bench players and one starter, didn't really seem to be working in this game. Uh, more comments though. Story of the season, late timeouts and bench imploding. Their average plus minus for tonight was minus 22. Not a good look. And plus minus stats can be flawed for sure. But when you look at the Raptors bench tonight, I mean, the starters, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> plus minus stats can be flawed. But I think this tells the story of the Raptors tonight for sure. Pascal Siakam, plus 11. Kawhi Leonard, plus 10. Serge, plus 18. 
Danny Green, plus 19. Kyle Lowry, who played a lot with the bench, minus 5. If I go to the bench, OG, minus 30. Norm, minus 16. Gasol, minus 30. Lynn, minus 22. Patrick McCaw, minus 15. Like, Jeremy Lynn to go minus 22 in 11 minutes? That's difficult to do. Like, that's really hard. OG to be minus 30 in 14 minutes? That's difficult to do. Same with Gasol, minus 30 in 18 minutes. That's really tough. Just not a good look at all for the bench. And so you really got to figure out that rotation. Who are the starters that have the best chemistry? And what bench guys can you plug in with those starters so that you don't have that drop-off? Uh, another comment here says, the starters ran out of gas late in the game, just trying to erase the bench deficit. That definitely summed up the game. That's what happened in this game. The, the Raptors starters had it. They played really well. The bench just couldn't hold on. Uh, someone here says on Instagram, when is it okay to worry about this team? I don't know. I mean, worry. Like, why? I don't know. Just lost a game. The bench didn't play well. I don't think it's time to worry, though. That's just me. Another comment here says, another comment here on Instagram says, Gasol has been a major disappointment. I would disagree with that. I think that when he's gotten consistent burn with a consistent unit, he's played really well. I've thought that he's had flashes where he's played really well with Kyle Lowry, showing great chemistry with Kyle Lowry in the pick and roll, pick and pop. I think he's been really good when he's gotten consistent minutes with a consistent group of players. Now, I've been saying that I think that's the starters, but at the same time, even if it's just, you know, it was tough for him to get settled in that game when Jeremy Lin and Norman Powell were going a combined three for 11, right? They were just jacking up shots. Shots weren't falling. And Gasol only gets five shots in a game. He came into this game averaging, I want to say, six assists over his last like four. Zero assists in this game. And we know the way that Gasol plays. He's always passing the ball. So for him to have a game in 18 minutes, zero assists, yeah. I'm not going to say Gasol has been a major disappointment. That's just me, though. Uh, I'd like to hear what other people think, though, about this uh, rotation, how you use Gasol, how you use Serge Ibaka. Another comment, quote, the regular season doesn't count. Close quote. Who do we think we are? Well-deserved L. Um. I don't think the regular season doesn't count. That's not what I've been saying. I hope that's not getting misconstrued. What I mean, though, is there are big boy games where you try to take lessons from. I pay attention to, I don't think, I think the line is all regular season games aren't created equal. What that means is, overall, when you think your team has championship aspirations, the random game against the Orlando Magic, and then a game against another team with championship aspirations. Teams that hope to make a deep run in the playoffs. Or if you're playing against an MVP candidate. This is one of those games. This is what I mean by all regular season games aren't created equal. So overall, the regular season doesn't matter when you have championship or finals aspirations. But there are certain games that I call big boy games where you can take a lot out of. This, to me, the Houston Rockets is a big boy game. And for the Raps to lose and come up short in this game, it's not a good look. But there are things that you look at and you say, okay, they showed a lot of, they showed a lot of balls in terms of being able to come back from 22 points down. That showed a lot. 
that showed that this team could buckle down, they could play defense, they're not just going to give up, and they came all the way back. It showed that this team could fight through a poor shooting night where they only shot 28% from three, nine of 32 from three, and they could still have a chance to win the game. They could go. They could fight through a tough shooting night from Kyle Lowry and still have a chance to win the game. They could fight through a tough night from the bench and still have a chance to win the game. That to me tells you of a, tells you a lot about a good team. It's just little moments here and there. And and hey, that's what the playoffs are going to be. It's going to be close games. It's going to be highly contested games. You're going to have star players making big time shots, but it's going to be how you react in those moments of adversity that will show you or will, in the end, take you far or not so far in the playoffs. And this was a game that, you know, the Raptors didn't come out well to start, but once they woke up, once they started playing defense, once Serge and Siakam got that energy going in that third quarter, the Raptors are still a good team. The Rockets are just... And you got to remember, it's not like the Rockets are, are slouches, right? People keep trying to bring up as if it's just James Harden and that's it, but they're finally healthy. And they've come into this game with the NBA's longest winning streak, current win longest winning streak of five games, now extended to six. They're up to fourth in the Western Conference. They've been playing really well with their full team. But hey, what can you say, right? Uh, more comments here on Instagram. Someone says, uh, Grant Hill on players only said he hates load management. I can understand that. Grant Hill, though, when you put that into context, one, you got to remember he's coming from a different era where things like rest and load management, that wasn't a thing. It just wasn't. And whether it's right or wrong, you got to acknowledge the fact that it's a different era. Whether it's right or wrong, he just played in a different era where load management wasn't a thing. In fact, if you go back and look at Michael Jordan's career, I want to say he had at least, like, he prided himself on playing every single regular season game, minus the fact that if he was actually injured, not hurt, but injured. And so you'll look and you'll see multiple, like, I want to say there's only a handful, less than a handful of games in or seasons in which Michael Jordan didn't play a full season. That's just the era that Grant Hill came up in. Whereas now, and we talked about it, Greg Popovich started this thing or kind of, I guess, made it a trendy thing where here and there you give your star players a bit of a rest. Is it right? Is it wrong? Whatever, I'll leave it to every individual team. But I'll just say for Grant Hill to say that, you know that it's just he's coming from a different point of view. Also, you got to remember, Grant Hill's a guy who dealt with a lot of injuries. He missed a lot of time with injuries. So you could kind of see someone who's had his career have the mindset of, wait a second, you mean I'm actually healthy and I can play, but I'm going to sit for load management and rest? Nah. <laughs> like you could see why Grant Hill would not be about that life because he's a guy that was injured for so much. There are probably so many games that he wanted to play in, but he physically couldn't. So for him to now be analyzing and watching a guy be healthy and just rest, I could see how he's not about that life. But hey, it's always, I enjoy hearing the players only thing. I know that a lot of people knock it because um, sometimes the commentary is not that good. And trust me, I get it. I understand it. But I always feel like every once in a while it's good to just get a different perspective from people who have been there before. They talked about it a bit on the Raps broadcast, but someone tweeted it at me too and said that during 
the players only broadcast, Isaiah Thomas was talking a lot about how Siakam reminded me of Dennis Rodman. And, you know, I know people of a certain age will remember more the antics of Dennis Rodman and maybe the the late in the career Dennis Rodman with the Bulls where he was an energy guy, but it was mostly like rebounding. Early Dennis Rodman, though, Dennis Rodman on the Pistons with Isaiah, Dennis Rodman even with the Spurs, he was that like energizer bunny all over the court going coast to coast. Like he could do a little bit of everything. So it's an interesting comparison to hear uh, Isaiah Thomas, obviously Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas, discuss Pascal Siakam in those terms as well. Uh, let's see what else other comments here on Instagram. Someone says not good. They don't like this at all. Someone says Kawhi, bro. He was nine for 21 after a few days off. Um, yeah, I mean, Kawhi didn't play well. I, I mentioned that before he started off four or five, then went one for his next 10 and he didn't shoot well. He didn't have a good shooting night at all. But it, I felt like it was kind of the same thing as Harden because at the end, though, when he was trying to get the Raptors back in the game, he hit a couple tough shots in a row. He had a, an and one to get back to the line. I'm not saying that he had a great game because he didn't have a good shooting game. But at the end of the day, he got to a scoring average. Would you want to see him shoot better than, what did I say, 10 for 22? Of course you would. But that's not a horrible shooting night. It's not a great shooting night. But it's not horrible either. Someone here says, uh, do you think we're going to just turn it on magically once the playoffs come around? I'm, guys, I stress the, the relax just because they lost the game to the Houston Rockets, a red-hot team, and you got to take the positives from these things. Not everything is about the, the end result because you know why they lost the game. They lost the game because the bench didn't show up. And Houston's bench did. That's it. It happens sometimes. And most often than not, the game's going to come down to your starters. And you got to remember, in the first half, the Raptors starters did not really play well either. So you hope that your starters either play a lot better so where you don't need that much from the bench, or you just hope to get at least one guy off your bench to shoot well, get you some good minutes, and that's it. I don't think this loss is something to overreact to. It's just he ran into a hot team. He played well. The game plan was working for the most part. James Harden wasn't shooting well. And then, boom, the switch got flipped. The bench couldn't hold. And that's it. Nothing to over... I don't think it's it's anything to overreact to. I think Jeremy Lin, again, Jeremy Lin is probably somewhere in the middle. Is he as good as he was the first couple of games? No. Is he as bad as his last few games? No. It's probably somewhere in the middle. Norman Powell, we know, has been up and down the whole year. Same thing with OG, but I think OG still did a good job defensively. What you need from Norm, when because his shot hasn't been falling, but what you haven't been really seeing from Norm is his activity in the passing lanes, him stepping in and getting steals and being able to you know, be disruptive or be active on the defensive end. Those are the things that you want to see from the Raptors players because, hey, in that first half, Shots weren't falling, but at the same time, the Raptors weren't doing anything else really. As, like, it's not like they were playing great defense. I felt like the Rockets were missing shots early. The Raptors weren't playing solid defense and turning their defense into offense. The Rockets were the ones that were getting turnovers and turning that into points. The Raptors weren't doing that. When the Raptors are playing at their best, 
especially their starters, they buckle down on defense, they get a lot of turnovers, and they turn their defense into offense. And we didn't really see that, save for the third quarter where the Raptors won that third quarter 34-14. to Let's go to more comments here. <laughs> Someone says, <laughs> Bruh, the bench is missing the anchor, Jakob Pertl. It's pretty funny. Uh, definitely missing a ball handler off the bench. I think that that's that's true. But I just feel like, especially when Gasol is running with that second unit, you almost got to run the offense through him, When there's especially when there's no Fred Van Fleet. I just think Gasol is a solid playmaker, but because he's far and away would be the best player off your bench, he's got to get a touch every time down. Whether you're dumping it into him so that he can abuse whoever the backup center is. Like Gasol should be getting way more than five shots when he's being guarded by Nene. Every time down the floor, he should be getting a touch and either he's giving him the low post moves or you're running offense off of him where he's either getting cutters or he's hitting guys driving to the basket or fading for open threes. Just something. You have to involve him in the action. More comments here on Instagram. Uh, the bench needed to hold the fort in the fourth, and that could have cost us a game. The fourth quarter run was key. Totally agree. Another comment here from Len. Heartbreaking loss. The starters fought back. Uh, the starters fought back valiantly, only to be squandered away by all by the all-bench lineup. When is Nurse going to learn to stagger the starters? Another comment here says, Nurse Nick Nurse gets some of the blame. Nurse should be staggering lineups. Another comment here says, shorten the bench. Uh, K2 Saunders says, the starters were tired. And again, I just think it was a tough play because if you're Nick Nurse, you're almost damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Kyle Lowry played 42 minutes, as mentioned. Siakam with 38. Kawhi with 36. Your starters just didn't give you anything. Or sorry, your bench didn't give you anything. And so what do you do? You, go, you turn back to your starters at some point, but you needed just a little bit from your bench, and you couldn't get it. And again, I'm gonna, I can't emphasize this the most. If you're OG, Norm, and Patrick McCaw, and you're getting minutes, and your shot's not falling, you guys better be flying around on defense trying to get some turnovers, trying to get some easy baskets, trying to disrupt stuff. But what you can't have happen is your bench guys coming in, your bench guys not hitting shots, but then letting Gerald Green and Austin Rivers get off. That cannot happen. And that's why the Raptors lost this game. Uh, another comment, I don't think we match up well against the Rockets. Both games, so many turnovers and rebounds. One thing that's interesting about that, they kind of talked about it at the end of the game, was the Rockets and Bucks kind of played the same style. They showed the board how the Rockets have, I want to say, a thousand made threes this season. And Milwaukee was right up there, too, in the top three in the league. And the style of play is similar. Obviously, James Harden and Giannis are two different kinds of players. But the structure or the way that it's set up for them to basically cook, do their thing. Giannis obviously doing more getting towards the basket. Harden does more, you know, a little bit of everything. But the guys around them are just firing away from three they shoot with no conscience at all. They're trying to get shots up. And it's an interesting point about the matchup. And I feel like the Raptors at certain points, and I don't know how this is going to play out in the playoffs, but at least in the regular season, 
they kind of fall into the trap where you're trying to play their game. Meaning sometimes you try just because uh, Chris Paul hit it. Well, not in this game. Let's say Eric Gordon or Austin Rivers hit a three on you at one end. You're going to try to come back down and answer with the three right away. And that might not be your game. The Raptors getting threes, they don't really, they're not shooting it as high of a clip as, you know, these teams. They shoot a lot of threes, but I feel like it has to come within the structure of the offense more. It has to come off of a couple passes. It's not as much, we're just going to stand around and then Kyle's going to drive and kick it to someone for a contested three. I felt like sometimes the Raptors kind of fell into that trap where they were rushing a three that they probably shouldn't have taken, but they just took just because. That was the style of game the Rockets were playing. And the Rockets were 44% from three-point land. They... They attempted less threes than they normally do, only 34. That number normally, I want to say they average 44 or 45 threes attempted. They mentioned during the broadcast that D'Antoni probably wants them shooting 50 threes. You, you don't want to play that style because that's not how your team's built. That's not how your team's made, made up. And I feel like for the Raptors, the key is they just needed to buckle down and play defense more, get some more turnovers. That would have been the key to the game for the Raptors, and they just didn't do it. Instead, they fell victim to turning over the ball a lot, especially in the first half. And that, I think, is what really cost them the game. Bad turnovers in the first half and lack of bench play overall. In that first half, the Raptors had their lowest scoring first half of the regular season. They only had 37 points, and they were outscored 21-2 to in terms of points off turnovers. That right there, to me, was the ball game. The starters had to use so much energy to erase that deficit and take the lead. Not enough juice left in the tank to close it out. Uh, a couple more comments here. Um, frustrating to watch Norman Lynn play like that. Totally agree. Uh, we should be playing playoff basketball against teams like Houston. I kind of agree with that. That's a, a bit of what I was just talking about. You can't get sucked in. You got to play more half court. You got to run more offensive sets more ball movement, getting everyone involved, which is exactly what they did in that third quarter comeback, which is why I'm not really worried. I know there's people panicking in the chat because that's normally what people do after Raptors losses, but you saw enough positives. Like that third quarter run, the fact that they were able to lock down on defense and show the ball movement, find the, the mismatch in terms of finding Siakam when he was being guarded by Chris Paul on a switch or by James Harden in foul trouble. Like, there were positives that you could still take from this game. And Serge Ibaka playing his first good game, and he, he struggled his last couple games. And seeing Serge ball out, and it wasn't about his scoring, it was about him being active. He was a monster on the glass. He was a monster blocking shots. That's the Serge Ibaka that you need more importantly than the scoring. Because with the glow up of Siakam, with the addition of Marc Gasol, you don't need Serge to get you that 17 to 20 points that he was getting for the majority of the season. If you have him as a glorified energy guy, a defensive guy where he's he's blocking and he's doing the, the, you know, the thumbs down thing and he's just aggressive and active in that form, that's where the Raptors need Serge Ibaka come playoff time. Uh, more comments here. Let's see. Someone said, Abaka played well because he started. That's going to be the interesting thing going forward. I just think you start Gasol because he's better. 
He's a better player. He brings more to the table than Serge Ibaka. And eventually, Serge will adjust to playing off the bench. And as I've stated for the longest time, you just stagger the minutes so that Serge gets his minutes with Kyle Lowry and the bench. You figure out a way to do that. I think Serge can can still be contributing in a sense that because even in the two games that he struggled coming off the bench, he was getting the same looks from Lowry. He was just missing the shots. So I'm not worried about that either. I think everything will sort itself out, but I think Marcus All is has the ability to guard whatever matchup it is, whatever big guy you have out there. I think he could have schemed a way to guard Capella because Chris Paul isn't the same Chris Paul off that pick and roll, but also the way that they guarded James Harden, I felt like the scheme was correct and it could have worked with Gasol. He just brings more to the table. That's my opinion, but hey, I could be wrong. Uh, I honestly think that Gasol's rhythm is affected coming off the bench. I think so too. He d- hasn't looked as nearly as good coming off the bench as he did with the starting lineup. And the key was the starting lineup looked so much better with him in it, the entire starting lineup. Whereas Serge, the things that Serge Ibaka does offensively only benefit Serge Ibaka. Just my opinion. Just my observation. Uh, more comments here. Actually, you know what? There's a lot of comments here, but I appreciate it, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up because I really feel like this game, the Raptors are right there. They just couldn't knock down threes when they needed. That, but the defensive strategy on Harden I thought was really good. The Raptors exploded for, what, a 35-13 to 13 run to come back and, and take the lead to close out the third quarter. Siakam was a beast. He was all over the place. Surge was a monster. There's enough good things to take away from this game other than knowing that you just need to improve your bench play. Overall, not a bad thing. A solid outing for the Toronto Raptors. And hey, you got to use the rest of this regular season against teams that record-wise aren't that tough, but you got to figure out your rotation, figure out who's going to start, figure out the matchups, who can play with who, who fits well, but... This overreaction here, someone says Gasol just don't fit well with this team. Enough of the experiment. I don't know, like, did you watch the Portland game? Because I don't see how that makes sense, how you could say that and and make sense. I also thought Gasol played pretty well against uh, the Pistons as well. But I don't know how you could watch Gasol so far at all and just say that he doesn't fit with this team. Uh, I just disagree with that totally. (laughs) And I think that, Putting anybody with uh, putting anybody with the bench, the Raptors bench, I felt like n- anybody would have looked bad with the Raptors bench. Could have put Prime Shaq with the Raptors bench. He probably would have struggled too in this game. Uh, let's see. Emma here says, Raptors not on the ball tonight. Rockets. <laughs> wow, the Rockets had 11 steals in this game. I'm going to look that up right now. Yeah, the Raptors as a team had one steal in this game. The Rockets had 11 steals. It's a great thing up there by Emma, but it furthers a point that I was making earlier. When the Raptors are at their best, they're playing defense and they're getting turnovers. With one steal in the game for the Raps, it's not good at all. I agree with this point here. Someone says, Nurse waits till they're down the second time by seven before putting the starters back in. I've said this. I thought in both instances, in the first half and the fourth quarter, he waited one play, one possession, maybe two, too long 
to pull the plug on the on the the bench mob because you could tell that they didn't have it. Staggered the rotation. They will figure it out. I think he will. He, he Nick Nurse has done a good enough job of adjusting to whatever situations he's been put in this entire season. So I would assume, I would assume that he will do a good job as well doing that this season. Uh, I just want to say that James Harden. I know there's been a lot of talk about who the MVP is. I feel like James Harden should be the MVP. I don't know if I don't think it should be that much of a debate, but I feel like when you have the scoring lead by what is it, nine points or eight points over the second leading scorer in the NBA, and you've led your team to fourth place in your conference, and basically you had to do every single thing for your team. That overrides what Giannis is doing with the Bucks, because as great as Giannis is, as great as Giannis's numbers are, Harden's numbers like are equally as spectacular in their own right. They're not the same because Giannis's rebounding numbers are obviously crazy. But what James Harden is doing, scoring average, and what he did for his team, keeping them afloat, dealing with all the injuries, it's like the definition of the most valuable player. Sorry, that was just a little tangent that had nothing to do with who the MVP is. But I just wanted to say that anyways. Uh, but again, thanks to you guys for tuning in to this the Wrap It Up podcast. Uh, thanks to those who tune in live on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Shell Alexander. And again, for those who might not know or be familiar with what we do here, this can turn into a podcast, which you can find on iTunes, on SoundCloud, google play and of course on youtube so keep tuning in we're here after each and every toronto raptors game unless you know no for the most part we're here and also we do another thing on that normally comes out friday mornings it's called the ball on blast podcast and that podcast it's myself and andrew webster we do that once a week and we just talk about any and all of the major storylines going on in the nba whether it's lebron whether it's uh LeBron and or Kyrie, just what's going on with those guys, Kevin Durant and the Warriors. I feel like that game's on right now, right? I got to flick that on. But it's more of an NBA-wide conversation. We throw in some pop culture on the, at the end, but it's a lot of fun. So appreciate all you guys that have been supporting the movement. Apologies for my horrible performance on this podcast because my voice is being like, my voice is, is fading. It's like the cold weather in the city of Toronto is finally getting to me as I'm losing my voice and my wits about me. But we'll be back. Try to do a better job the next time as I hope the Raptors bench also tries to do uh, a better job next time on this, what we call the Wrap It Up podcast because I really did used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Oh, blast.